episode five, Sarah's sugar-free success story. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we relearn how to lose weight so you can reach your goal weight with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the busy moms who've tried it all. If you're tired of endless dieting, a tired mom, and ready to learn what works, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzant. Let's get this lesson started. Hello, ladies. Listen, we are coming to the new year and I have the fabulous Sarah McMillan with me today to talk about her sugar-free journey because Sarah and I share one major thing in common and that's that we love sugar. <laughs> and we, Sarah was part of my journey last year of instituting our first sugar fast. We did it the whole month of January last year. Sarah is also one of my success stories. She reached her goal weight and she lost, I think it's 55 pounds, but I'm going to let her share that with you in just a minute and has kept it off. And she has this thing with sugar that I have too. So since we're right into the sugar fast and Sarah helped me get it started last year, I'm so excited to have her join us. I also have to put in a shameless plug that she is my fabulous photographer. So if you love our photography, it's Sarah McMillan photography, and she really is fabulous. That's how we kind of got into this together um, because we did fun before and after pictures for clients and we love to do that kind of stuff. So welcome, Sarah. I'm going to have her open up with a little bit of her weight loss journey, um, how she got started how she reached her 55 pound weight loss. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the sugar side of it. Hi ladies. Thank you for having me here. Emily, it's a lot of fun. It's different not looking at the Facebook screen and being online, but I met Emily. I was um, able to do her newborn photos. And after that, um, she told me her idea about her mommy blog and it's just been really cool to watch her progression in that. And I got started with my diet through one of her first coaching rounds. And I think um, you were in the first one. Weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of turned off by it a little bit because it said obesity. And I was like, I feel like that doesn't need to be in your branding. Like, <laughs> It's kind of true. The doctor in me forgets that people don't necessarily relate to that. But yes, I remember Sarah telling me like, I'm not obese and I don't think people consider themselves obese. So what was it about that title that turned you off? I don't know. I just like my, my little boy, we were out at um, our lake house and he looked at me and he said, mama, you fat. And I was like, what? Like, I just, whenever I saw myself, I didn't see the weight and so obesity to me, I guess I just like think of like what's eating Gilbert grape, like the 600 pound woman, I yeah. guess is what obesity means to me. But going when, when we started the program, it wasn't like, it didn't ever feel like a diet. Like it was a life change. And it's just something that you have to set your mind to, to change. And I, I guess I just love me a good goal and we set a goal of how much we wanted to lose. And a lot of working with Emily is just mind work and mindset. And I used to live in this dark, scary place of fear of, am I going to have work this month? Am I going to be able to buy groceries? Like 
so dumb. Like I was just so scared of success that I just kept holding myself back in fear. And I started doing the paleo diet and I just, as I started losing the weight, I started gaining more confidence. And then it helped that my friend here kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone and um, encouraged me along the way. Yeah. I think so much of what Sarah says we can relate to because I've shared with Sarah that back when I got married, I wanted Sarah to do our wedding photography. We moved to a small town and Sarah's out, lives outside of the town. We live outside of the town. And so I kind of heard her name and I looked up her pictures and I was like, I want her to do my wedding pictures. And at the time it didn't work out because she had a new baby, but she was really difficult to get a hold of. And I remember thinking she's, it's just never going to happen. And it didn't happen in all fairness, but part of Sarah's journey has been me challenging her to say, you're a photographer and you are a talented photographer. And it's time to come out of your shell and not let that fear of this picture isn't perfect. It's, this isn't, this isn't good enough because they are good enough and they're beautiful. You just have the fear in you. And that was showing up with weight too, right? Mm -hmm. These aspects show up in every aspect of our lives. That's why weight loss can't just be about creating a diet. It's about creating the belief in you to be the person who lives at her goal weight and runs a successful business that isn't turning people away and then telling herself, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills through photography because you're actually turning people away from fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I don't know if you can relate with me out there, but scarcity is a real thing and hormones being a new mom. I mean, I know there's a lot of you out there that's probably a new mom and you're like, Oh my gosh, I feel that like, just speak kindly to yourself. I think like, that's like the smartest thing that I did in this whole process was to just say that I can do this. I want to do this. I am doing this. I think it's so easy to sit there and say, Oh, I can't do it. Like, and then you like eat like a garbage disposal off your children's plates and like, Oh, I don't want to throw the food away. Like I'm already worried about paying for the food. Like, I don't want to throw it away. But once you just pick what you want to do and focus on that, like you're so worth investing in. Absolutely. And your life changes in your kids. Now, Sarah's really funny with her sugar because I wanted to have her on this week since we're doing the sugar fast. She, like I said, helped me. I reached out to her last year and I was like, Hey, I found this sugar fast. And she's like, I saw the same thing. Let's do it. So we got the group to do a whole month of January sugar fast and Sarah's back on it this year. I'm back on it this year. I love it for the month of January. Listen, ladies, you can do this at any point in your journey. We don't typically live our whole entire life sugar-free. It's just not part of my process. And I don't think it's part of Sarah's process, but we certainly recognize when it gets out of control and when it's time to start reining it back in and the differences in the way we feel off sugar and the results that we get off sugar. So Sarah, share a little bit about your sugar fast, what you've experienced by doing them, what you notice when you're eating too much sugar and why you think that sugar has always been an issue for you. Well, I blame it on my mother. My mom was a really good cook and baker and she made everything homemade. And there was always dessert after every meal, if we had like family or whatever. And half the time she would just make dessert just because coming off the bus, there would always be homemade chocolate chip cookies. And so it was just something I just got used to having that little treat. And now I see myself doing it with my children, but 
they are super into wanting to bake right now for the holidays. So we bake and we bag and we give away and we keep a little bit, but super workable plan, by the way, for your goal weight. I mean, that's how you do it. You don't have to be perfect. You just make a process that works for you. Sorry. No, you're good. So the boys, like I said, they love to make cookies, but I find myself when I take sugar out of my diet, I just have such a clear mind. And a couple of weeks ago, I did it for five days. And then we went to the barn, which is the local little restaurant here in town where Emily and I live and they have delicious food. And it is all like mama comfort food. Most of it. I mean, you can go in there and I can stay on plan, but I was like, oh, I'll have the chocolate peanut butter cake and chips and dip and, and whatnot. And so then that kind of led to the next day of, oh, it's okay to have pancakes today. And by Monday I was like, like, I just felt so groggy. Like I needed a nap, like, oh, and then I am like, I try to just do black coffee and then I get super bored and I don't like a lot of sugar-free stuff. So I'm like, oh, it's okay to have heavy cream today. Like it's fine. And then I'm like, oh my God, like my pants are so tight. I went to Goodwill and bought another couple of new pairs of pants, a size bigger. Cause I got rid of all my clothes when we did our closet clean out. So <laughs> it's so incredibly true. Here's what happens ladies. And as I shared in the previous episode, if you haven't listened to episode four, make sure to check it out. Sugar does that to us, right? You get that little dopamine hit in your brain and it just keeps going. And all of a sudden you're negotiating with yourself again on a very regular basis. So many of us think that like quitting sugar. So Sarah is pretty much give or take living at her goal weight, right? She Mm -hmm. goes up a little bit, goes down a little bit. That's the reality of goal weights, ladies. It's not a before and after picture (laughs) like we want it to be. It is this process that you get to do the rest of your life, but it feels so much better at this level than at the other level. So Sarah, when she gets a little bit of extra sugar on board, those brain connections want to come back that are like more sugar, more sugar, more sugar. And so you find yourself negotiating with it. And when you first quit sugar, you're like, oh, I feel bad for the first few days, Mm -hmm. right? So tell me how you work through that. How do you make the decision when you're like, I'm just going to go off sugar again, do another little fast, get myself reset, What do you do in your brain to be like, this is something I want to do? How is that different than before when you were like, that's an impossible thing to do? Yeah. Well, I think it kind of sounds cliche, but like the sugar fast that we did was a Bible devotional. And so it's kind of a little easier to say, you know, like, God help me because God help me. I want all the sugar. And I think when you just have a plan, it just makes it that much easier and a goal. Like I want to do these 30 days of no sugar. And here's why, like, I want to be able to control myself. And when you do it with a group, you just feel committed, especially when you're one of the leaders. So it's just a great way to roll into the new year. You feel good. I don't really do a new year's resolution, but the words that I used last year were scarcity and abundance. Like I felt like God was telling me and margin. Like I felt like the Lord was telling me, you know, you need to create margin in your life. Like my children just went back to school or started school, really kindergarten and pre-K. And after living in all of that, like, I don't want to put my kids in daycare. Like I'm a bad mom if I work. And I finally put my kids in daycare last year in like February. And it was like life-changing. Like, again, like I was scared to spend money on it because I didn't think I'd have enough money, but like the Lord just, I remember texting you, like, I just keep getting jobs and more jobs and more jobs. And like, I was just scared that if 
I did that, if I, you know, trusted myself enough that it wouldn't work out. And we talked about this. It's an interesting topic to come up because in my coaching group that, so I do coaching, I'm a believer in coaching (laughs) and I, I actually mean coaching groups. And we talked about that. So we had an hour discussion about this topic yesterday about how it feels safe to not put yourself out there. And and it's the fear of having a negative emotion. So before Sarah felt the negative emotions of like fear and those emotions, but they felt comfortable to you. It was like, if I put myself in this safe little category of just like eating my feelings, not doing the daycare, not expanding my business, not having the room for that, it's safer to me. Now I'm pushing myself out of that, of like becoming the person physically, mentally, emotionally that God wanted me to be and I want me to be, but it doesn't feel as safe because it's not where I've been living in my comfortable life, right? It's a challenge, but it's so worth it on the other end. Like Sarah is killing it with her photography business, which is not surprising to me. And here's the difference, ladies. She was talented before and she's talented now. There's no difference there. The difference now is her belief in herself and her being able to accept the negative emotions that come with it. That's the challenge. And I went through that with this coaching business coming from being a doctor. I'm like, what? Like, I'm going to do a podcast. Doctors don't do that stuff, right? Like that's my brain. And I have those same things, right? For those of you moms out there who are looking at weight loss, it's like, I have an episode coming next with Lindsay who says, you know, it was like, I could believe that I could lose 20 to 40 pounds, but 110 pounds was like, not something I believed in. Just like Sarah could believe she could be a side photographer, but she couldn't be a photographer who really built a business off of it. Just like I believed that I could do weight loss coaching on the side, but I couldn't be someone who was a weight loss coach as a doctor, right? And this impacts your weight loss journey. It's so easy to say that it's just about the diet, but it's not just about the diet. Now, starting off sugar is going to give you that shift really quickly of quick weight loss after three to five days, as I shared in episode four, you're going to start feeling more energy and you're going to get great results. And it's a great place to start. But I did find last year that everybody who had, it was an interesting thing. People who couldn't really give up sugar before when you had a strong enough why, and for many of them that was doing a devotional, right? Mm -hmm. For some of you guys, it might be daily meditation, a strong enough why will make you do anything. And the other thing that I shared in in episode four as well was setting a time limit on it. Do set that time limit. Like Sarah said, it's much easier to say, I'm going to do it this long and then I'm going to reassess than to just say, I'm giving up sugar and having no specific goals on it. Yeah. And just have a plan. Like I'm going to wake up at five every morning. That's where I have in this last year found my rhythm. Like getting up in the morning in between five and six, I just have my time yesterday. I woke up, just had a little bit of time. I just brain dumped all of the like noise in my head and organized my to-do list of like what needs done today. And then in priority. And then I I do a little workout real quick, 12 minutes, 20 minutes sometimes. And I feel so much better when I start my day because I'm energized and um, I get up and get dressed and put makeup on even when I don't want to, because Emily always told me, you got to look in the mirror and say, this is who I am. This is, this is how I live. So every morning I don't want to get out of my yoga pants. I say, this is how I want to live. And I just get dressed for the day and I feel so much better. 
Okay, now I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I'm literally tearing up over here because you guys are going to laugh. Sarah showed up this morning. She looks so cute. Her makeup's done. Her hair is done. And I'm in yoga pants. And I'm not sure if I've even looked in the mirror today. So this is mom life. We both have sick kids today. We have, we're, this is around Christmas time. We're getting kids out the door to school. So Sarah is, she really is living it. I hate to say it, but I have her looking at me right now and I'm thinking, <laughs> you see me in my yoga pants. So, so, which brings me to one of the most important parts. And I will share with you, and I've shared with a lot of people that people always tell me that Sarah is like a different person now. And Sarah did the work. All my ladies are so sweet. They're like, oh, it was Emily. But she absolutely did this work to change it. She makes the decisions every day. Creating the plan, I will say, is what everybody says is the biggest thing that keeps them on track. But I wanted you to share with us, I think I was right at 55 pounds, right? Yeah, That's yeah. how much you lost? Yeah. Okay. I want you to share with us how your life is different now. 55 pounds down with a blowing up photography business the ability, I wouldn't say you correct me, but I don't think it's lack of fear, but the ability to live with fear, mm -hmm. kind of like wear it on your shoulder and keep going anyway. How is your life different? I feel like when you're trapped behind the weight, the world just seems so heavy. And when you do the work and then you're on the other side of the weight, like I remember when I shot my first wedding this year that of the season, I texted you and I said, I feel like a different person shooting this wedding. Like I used to just live in fear of like, oh, like I would want to do something, but I'd be too scared to do it. And so I was just like boss lady. I'm like, hey, let's try this. Let's do that. And it was so much fun. And I just feel like this year I've just created so many more beautiful images just because I'm not scared anymore of oh, but so-and-so doesn't do it like that. They do it like this, you know, whereas like you just get so trapped by social media and like what everybody else is doing. So I've just kind of like shut that off because after I did the sugar fast, there's also a 30-day social media fast. So I've just really learned to just be my own person and not really care what the other people I used to care about are doing. Like, I don't mean it like that. Like, I love them. They are great photographers, but I'm not them. I'm me. Right. So. You bring your <laughs> unique skill set. They bring their unique skill set. That's why the world becomes better. We yeah. all have them, which is so interesting because, you know, I think your world, the photography world is so visually based and social media based that for you, it was just this continuous input. And I remember many times telling Sarah, shut it off. No more, no mm -hmm. more. Shut it off. Shut it off. Right. Because it's so easy to get, we call it compare and despair in coaching, right? Whenever you're busy comparing, you're not creating you, you're creating a second version of somebody else. If that's where you're coming from and it's never going to feel as good right? Mm -hmm. as what you authentically create. And it's so easy for somebody from the outside to see that like your photography is beautiful. Why would you ever want it to be like somebody else's? But to you, it's like this lack of trust. Mm -hmm. And you just assume that everybody knows everybody. Like, I just think I know what people want because that's what I want. So I assume that's what they want and shooting at sunset. Like you told yes. me, like not everybody knows that, that that's pretty light or whatever, you know? So it's, I've just wasted so much of my time worrying about things that I don't need to worry about. I just need to set it and do it and go on. 
This is the best example. Let me share you with this one, you guys. Ladies, if you're not a photographer, do you think pictures can only be taken at sunset? Answer that to yourself. Because I had no idea. And Sarah thought her pictures could only be taken at sunset because it was the right light. So she was limiting so much to sunset only pictures. And I was like, what is this thing? This only at sunset (laughs) us people who aren't photographers don't care about that. Like maybe it's cool to get a sunset picture, but I want you to realize that her whole business was being held up by a belief that photography needed to happen at sunset. And we all have that somewhere in our lives. We all have that in weight loss. It's the belief that it's all going to be deprivation. It's going to be awful. I'm going to hate my life. And then I get to go back to regular life when I'm done losing weight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the problem is it doesn't work that way. And the beauty in looking at it big picture is you get the benefits that Sarah's seen on the other end of like, I have a new me through this Mm -hmm. process. Yeah. And I think that also another thing that I told Emily, like in her first round of coaching was, you know, you need to really let people know about your coaching side of what you do, because it's so much more than a diet. Yeah. It was, it was helpful. All the information she gave me about paleo and like, here's why, you know, for each diet. And she has very helpful quizzes and stuff to know what fits for you. And for me, like giving up dairy was life-changing. I just felt better. Like my gut felt better. Everything just seemed to work better for me. (laughs) Yes. So, but the bigger picture, and you know, what's funny, the bigger picture of that is that it was more comfortable for me as a doctor to just talk about the fact that I did diets than it was about coaching. That was my own thing. Right. And Sarah has shared with me from the beginning, like you're a coach, you need to like tell people I'm a doctor who teaches diets, but I coach you through this journey. Yeah. Because so much of doing this program with Emily is mindset. You can I did a business coach call like after I bought some planner online and and that's what he, advice he gave me was to, instead of saying, I could just say, I can, like, I can do this. I can lose the weight. I can be happy because you can. And my husband will say, I just wish you would be happy. And I'm like, I'm so happy. Yeah. Like maybe you just see the stressed out mom version of me by the time you get home from farming, but I have peace like I've never had before. (laughs) Exactly my words. So this is always an interesting question that you say. It's like, if I go through this and I reach my goal weight and my photography business is booming, which hers is, and I feel lighter, will I be happy all the time? Like, will my spouse say I'm happy? And ladies, that's not the, the answer. You won't be happy all the time. I always tell people the word that I've discovered through coaching is peace. Mm -hmm. I have peace with my life. Now, that doesn't mean that my husband doesn't get the bad end of me sometimes. That doesn't mean that my kids, my daughter last night, didn't get to see the stern mother. It doesn't mean that I have perfect children, neither does Sarah, or a perfect marriage. But it means that we know how we create emotions and results. And we feel peace in that. Like mm-hmm. I can live in fear. I can live in anger. I can live in that. I can live the mom 50, 50 and not make it mean that there's something wrong with me, that there's mm-hmm. something wrong with my life. It's an expectation. And so your husband's looking still, cause he hasn't done coaching for you to be happy all right. the time, which is what the Americans um, dream tells us, but it doesn't exist. It's peace. It's mm-hmm. really peace in my life. Yeah. 
I've just always been a very optimistic person. I, my mom was too. And so for me, like to start the day, like I just see the good that's there. And then like driving to church on Sundays, usually like the only time we're ever in the car together, Ugh, you know, this and this. And I'm like, why don't you just try starting the day? Like I have a family to provide for. Like, I am so lucky. I have a family instead of all these bad things once like, and that's the same with weight. Once you decide I want to eat that cookie today, but I am not going to eat that cookie today because your why. Yeah. I just think it's, it is easy if you let it be easy, but if you make it complicated, and that's one thing that I really liked about Dr. Emily's plan is that she walks you through the steps of what to do. And she gives you the tools to work on your mindset, to do it. One thing I haven't done that I I need to do is like chapter 10 or whatever. I reprinted it out the other day is to like write the letter. Oh yeah. To yourself. Like that's the step I still need to do. Yes, you do. Letters to your past self and your future self. So big. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody's getting ready, people are joining us in the sugar fast right now. By the time this comes out, we're in it, girl. If you're at Hobby Lobby, just go pick you up a copy because they're always ready. Yes. There you are. There's a book, the sugar (laughs) fast. So here's the thing. If somebody's in it right now and they're like feeling that slump, because that's about the point they're at, what's your advice for them? You are worth it, mama. Whatever you're looking at, quit looking at. Just look in the mirror. Just look your own self in the eye. And just say, I am enough, I am good, and I deserve this for myself. Because a year from now, you'll be sitting where I am with Dr. Emily, and you will be her success story. That's so true. I can't finish (laughs) it better than that. (laughs) Just keep going, mamas. You're worth it. You are so worth it. Your future life is on the other side of this. It is. If you were no longer limited by your weight, what would you be capable of? Sarah is a beautiful example of that. She's always been a beautiful person. I mean, people who know Sarah know that she's full of life. She's kind. She's welcoming. That never went away when you were overweight. What went away was your belief in yourself. And that's actually what resulted in you being overweight, not vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. And so getting that back, the whole world gets this next level version (laughs) of Sarah. And I can share with you, I benefited from it. How will the people around you benefit by you just deciding this is for me? I'm doing this this year. 2022 is my year. Here we go. All right, ladies, just keep going. If you love today's show, make sure to share it with a mom who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get all of the latest lessons from the School of Weight Loss podcast. Ready to reach that goal weight? Head on over to drmommy.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-M-O-M-E.com to learn more about Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, my virtual weight loss coaching program.